0: What? <laughs> Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Entry Level Podcast. I'm Lindsay Bernard, and I'm here with my co host, Sarah Dudley. Today, we are recording live in the beautiful Charleston, South Carolina, with Dan Ziner, who is a sales operations specialist at Ferguson Enterprises. But in a turn of events, we aren't talking to Dan about his job, but rather about his passions outside of work that help him stay grounded and have a very good work life balance. Dan is passionate about running and golf, but not just passionate. Dan is on a quest to complete 50 marathons in 50 states. Yes, 50 marathons in 50 states. How does he balance training, traveling, working, and being the best husband he can be? Well, we're about to find out.
1: So, hey, Dan. Hey, how's it going? I'm doing well.
0: Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. in this lovely Charleston.
1: Oh, please. My pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me.
0: Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time because when we heard your story, first and foremost, about the 50 marathons in 50 states, I think that piqued our interest. And knowing that you have a career and that you're really focused on this, it really brought it to our attention how curious we were and that we hadn't really talked to anyone who had a really good work-life balance in some of the previous podcasts we're doing. So we're excited to kind of dive in a little bit more.
1: Yeah, I'm excited too. Thanks for having me.
0: Awesome. So why don't we just start with you? If you can give us a little background, maybe about, you know, when you started w- running, when you wanted to start these marathons, just really how it became a passion of yours. And then maybe kind of dive into what made you want to do 50 marathons in 50 States.
1: Well, it's cause I'm insane. Number one, <laughs> but, uh, number two, I came out of school in 2007, graduated, and I didn't really have too many hobbies. Mm-hmm. Like I would play golf once in a while. And quite fl- frankly, I was just going out to the bar too much and like <laughs> wasting a lot of time as a lot of recent grads know. Oh, yeah. So I was, <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna get into some marathoning. I, so I did the Philadelphia marathon in 2007 and completed that. And it's just quite a rush once you hit the finish line. And so I wanted to put two of my passions together, which is travel and stay in shape. (laughs) which is necessary so naturally decided to do this crazy insane goal and
0: so so this goal i have to i have to admit that this is i mean someone who's done a half a couple half marathons when I heard this, I thought it was insane because I, <laughs> because I remember when I ran my first one, hearing all those stories like you get this runners high and you get this, yeah. and yeah. I just never got it. I never had it. I hated my life. I didn't get it at mile ten. I didn't get it at mile twelve. And so, in my opinion, I I just maybe explain that like that yeah. rush because I never got <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So it it's kind of hard to put into words, but if you're a runner, you, you know what it is, right? So like during training, you get six miles in and you're like, this is miserable. And then like you see just the beauty outdoors and being outside and just the nice weather and- <laughs> But
2: it's not always <laughs> nice weather. Yeah. No,
1: it's not always nice weather. I actually like it better when it's raining. It's nice and cool. The ideal temperature for a marathon for me would be like 43 degrees, I'd wow. say, yeah. yeah. That's, I mean... But there's nothing better than just ripping the shirt off. For those of you who <laughs> don't know, like, I'm 6'2 gangly, bald, you know what I mean? But it's... We'll, it, po-
0: we'll post a picture. <laughs> so you see
1: please <laughs> so don't, you please visual. don't. You need the visual. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. I, ju- I just got into it, and I got hooked, and there's wow. no turning back now.
0: So so when you did your first one, I, you might have said this and I missed it, but where was your first one?
1: Philadelphia. Okay, Philadelphia.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So then you kind of, you came to the, in your mind, like, I'm going to do 50 and 50. So talk a little bit about that. What, so what, what how'd you start? And maybe talk before we get into the training for that, yeah. maybe talk about just how you mapped it out, what, because aren't there requirements? Like sometimes you have to fundraise to get into yeah. marathons, like talk a little bit about that, how you even started planning for this goal.
1: Yeah. So, so I finished the first one in Philadelphia and I'm like, all right, maybe I'll do, Another local one, I think it was Wilmington, Delaware was my second. Then I did Baltimore. You know, I lived in Philly at the time, so I just did the surrounding area. And I was like, well, I've got five or six states done might as well do them all right
2: yeah Um, that's the natural conclusion right exactly
1: yeah well i i don't know i i just want to like see different states and except for kansas sorry uh
0: (laughs) so kansas will be last kansas
1: Kansas is actually next i think because it's nice and flat you know there's not too many hills that's (laughs) no you're just messing with you kansas i love you (laughs) yeah so
2: do you have a favorite so far favorite
1: Favorite marathon so far, I would have to go Colorado because mm. what happened there is I bought an engagement ring, <laughs> I put it in my pocket, and proposed at the finish line. Now I still ran a 4:20 in that <laughs> one. And it was just one of my worst times ever. But
0: wait,
2: <laughs> yeah, so you
1: were nervous. So, so yeah, so nervous.
0: So naturally, that's going to be your favorite one. But yeah. where are you at now in the 50?
1: So how many have you done? I've done 41 states. Oh. But my two other favorites are New York City and Chicago, those two amazing cities. The crowd support is just insane.
0: And so you said, so you started, you did your first one in 2007, you said. And so 2018, so you've done 41 states, 41 marathons in that amount of time.
1: Yeah, I've actually done 43 marathons. I repeated Philly three times, but that's the only one I've ever repeated. Okay. So what is
2: what does your training schedule look like in a yeah. typical week? If you've got a marathon, coming
1: yeah. Up? So so I don't really train anymore. I just kind of <laughs> go for longer runs at lunch or before work or after work. Like I said, it's just to kind of maintain. So I don't, don't have, I don't really like need to follow a training schedule. You
0: don't have to do like, percent. but even at the beginning, peak. yeah. Like even at the beginning, you didn't. Oh, have at to the do?
1: beginning, I follow the schedule like down to the exact day exact time they tell you to do. Yeah. And I get the same exact time if I don't train at all.
2: Do you remember your first marathon? Like what was that like experience like?
1: Yeah, I ran a 345, it was miserable. I had (laughs) bloody nipples. (laughs) For all you runners out there, if you're not band-aiding your nips when you're running, (laughs) like you need to do that immediately. If you come to the finish line and you have bloody nipples, it's a terrible, terrible thing. You don't always know it either. If you're not bleeding, get into the shower, miserable.
0: Oh, wow. So. So your training was a lot. Okay, well that's good advice. <laughs> but I will say I've run three and a half marathons and I have never taped. But uh, <laughs> I'm also not a guy. I've done oh. one fall. So... I've done one fall and that was also not <laughs> no. an issue. But uh, for all the guys rookie. out there, all the
1: guys, all the guys, or go shirtless. Shirtless is fine, but
0: that's funny. Um, Maybe not when it's 43 degrees
1: out. Yeah. So, no, I go shirtless anyway.
0: So before we kind of jump into how this has helped you in the broader areas of your life, I, let's talk a little bit more about how how is your body reacting? Because you mentioned you're 31. 33 33 oh okay. thank you though yeah you look not a Appreciate day over 30. Yeah. <laughs> but so you, you're 33 and so you're obviously older now than when you started how is your body recovering from the marathons now
1: it takes me about four to five days to recover now i don't run i just kind of lay on the couch don't do anything i find that i'm getting faster though it's weird That's like good. my last marathon i ran a 308 which wow is, is that out know,
0: 30.
1: PR? yeah pr yeah congrats but I need a three. To your point earlier, Bernie, you asked me if, if you, if you have to qualify for certain ones. I still haven't run Boston. Yeah, we're gonna have to do that. Yeah, one. That and you, you have my to. Next right? <laughs> yeah, you have to either qualify for that or raise money for charity. And the qualifying time for me is three o five. So, You're so I'm, close. I'm almost there, but it's painfully far away for me. So,
0: what are some of the other states you have left?
1: I've got Hawaii, the Dakotas, Alaska, Kansas, Wyoming, Massachusetts. I'm forgetting another one. So
0: hopefully we'll leave Boston for the last one so we can come support you. Yeah, Boston's going to be
1: yeah, Boston's going to be one of the last few. I'm saving Hawaii for last. Oh, that's a, I mean that's a good yeah. idea. Yeah.
0: So something I talked a little bit about this in the open but having being passionate about traveling and this goal of doing 50 marathons in 50 states. And also, I know you shared with me, you're an avid golfer. You like to play courses in different areas. Talk a little bit about how having these passions and these goals outside of, outside of your job and outside of what you're doing professionally, that's really helped you or any, any, any insight you have into and what you think, how it's affected you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It helps me quite a bit because I work from home a hundred percent for my job. So, just to get out of the house and mm-hmm. get outside for four hours after work and play golf or go for a six mile run at lunch it's it's huge because the walls start closing in on you after a while not talking to another human being except for on the phone you really got to get out of the house yeah. or you go insane so that, that that's really helped me like i said stay in shape and i just like to be outdoors meet new people go to new places
2: does the discipline that you've built from doing all these marathons, does that translate into other areas of your life?
1: Absolutely. It, it helps me work-wise. I, I feel like I'm better focused if I, re, if I work out first thing in the morning. As my wife likes to say, get those endorphins going. Get the
0: endorphins going. <laughs> yes. But, and yeah, happy wife, happy wife. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly.
1: But yeah. yeah, between that and coffee, it, it keeps me going throughout the day because you really have to be self-motivated if you're working from home.
0: So do you think you'll ever, it, once you, so it seems like you're on track in the next few years at, at the rate you're going to finish this goal. Do you think you'd ever take your golf passion and maybe do the 50 courses in 50 states to re Or is there anything like that? That any Anything on the horizon?
1: Nothing on the horizon for that, but I wouldn't put it past me, right? <laughs> you, you keep saying these are passions. They're really addictions. Addiction. As, as my wife knows, <laughs> like <laughs> there's nothing... Is your wife for- a runner also? Oh, my wife is a big runner. She does a lot of halves with me. She usually does the half marathon with me when we do the fulls, but she's done a few fulls. Last time she got injured doing the Chicago marathon, which I feel bad about, because I forced her into it. Yeah, you can't she force did, like, non-runners, the yeah. like me. Yeah. <laughs> can't force non-runners. But she's really good, she's really fast, and we enjoy our time together on the longer runs.
0: So it seems like it helps not only helps you with work, but your like your relationship. Yeah, relationship, you have a common yeah. interest.
1: Absolutely. So
0: I know you mentioned to to Sarah and I when we were you know prepping for this and talking to you that you've lived in a bunch of different places, and we're recording live in Charleston, which is really exciting. We love it here.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: how has that affected you? And maybe to a little. You mentioned you like running in forty to th- forty three degree weather. Does living here in kind of hot weather most of the time affect that or does that affect your marathons and how you train and things like that?
1: Yeah, it affects it quite a bit. It is miserably hot here. Most of the most of the year. Even in the winter, it gets down to forties, which is ideal for yeah. me. But in the summer, like right now, I woke up this morning before work at like six AM mm-hmm. and went for a run. It was still seventy four degrees. Yeah. That's wild. So not ideal Down here But I will say It is pancake flat Here There is yeah. No hills Whatsoever
0: So is that so. kind of Challenging When you go to Like if you ran one In San Francisco With all the hills mm-hmm. That's what it's known for Right Or
1: Oh Yeah Plus You go out to Like the marathon In Colorado I ran a 420 oh, the And altitude. it starts at 8500 feet Yeah, yeah. And I'm coming from Literally below sea level In Charleston Oh So it's pretty miserable. That's crazy. So yeah.
0: we kind of like to, before, we kind of like to get, you know, advice. So this is being the entry-level podcast and I know Sarah's done a marathon and I, I'm retired from running now personally. But I, so we're both retired from running. But for anyone who is looking for, you know, a lot, it is a it is a fad. It is a passion of a lot of people. It's a goal, a bucket list goal. I want to run a marathon. I want, I want to run a half marathon. What's some of your advice for those people that wanna run a marathon. And then the second half of that question is, what's your advice for people just looking to to create a better work-life balance?
1: As far as, sorry for that, like six seconds of silence. Hopefully <laughs> you can edit that out. <laughs> for those listening, we, we edited it out. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, as far as um, training is is huge. If you're gonna do your first marathon or half marathon or 10K or 5K, if you're going couch to 5k i would certainly say get out there and train a little bit you can't just jump into it like i'm doing this is a i've got a base of 43 marathons so i don't really need to train anymore having that said start out slow when you do get into the race so many people are amped up at the start of the race they come out way too fast and then you just hit the wall mile 20 in a marathon and I I do that often anyway, but start out like a minute or two slower than your goal pace. Obviously, bandaid the nips, like I said before. <laughs> <Hashtag> <laughs> well, the nips. Yeah. or shirtless. I'm big on that for guys.
0: And then what about just in general? Oh, the work life balance. You know, like, the what are some advice for people who ha- who struggle with that? I, I I did for a long time, and I know a lot of you know recent grads and and like you mentioned going to the bars a lot, going drinking a lot. What's yeah? How'd you?
1: Yeah, yeah, I had and kind of an aha moment. I don't know if it's a moment or a a bunch of moments going to the bars too much and I was just like I need something else in my life and exercise is a is a good thing to get obsessed about, mm-hmm. right? Like there's good side effects to that. You feel better about yourself. And you you can meet a lot of new people, new friends, you know, I've made lifelong friends. And then you can meet at the brewery afterwards. There you go. Carb yeah. load for your next run.
0: Combine your third passion. There you go. That's right. That's right. <laughs> no, Dan, thank you so much. And I know we have a lot of listeners, and we talk about the different aspects of starting things. So this is incredible. I I can't wait to to have you back on when you finished. Yeah. And then we can kind of like, talk more in detail about your favorites and your least favorites. Absolutely. But. What Sarah and I like to do is, and I'm sure we've we've sent you some episodes that you've listened to. We like to kind of do a fun segment at the end so that people can get to know us a little bit better and just have kind of end these on a funny note. And so Sarah and I like to call this segment the Food Court, where we talk about different foods we like, healthy, non-healthy, and everything in between. But for our listeners, one thing that Dan and I realized when we were prepping for this, that we have a, a passion of deli sandwiches, <laughs> that we both share that passion. So so for this episode of The Food Court, we're going to specialize on our favorite sandwiches and how we make them and where we get them. And so, uh, Sarah, you want to kick us off?
2: Yeah. So I was lucky enough to have an exceptional sandwich not too long ago. I was down on the cave. <laughs> I was out on the Cape, if you're ever in Hyannis, I think it's on Ocean Avenue. Great little sandwich shop. And it was just like, it had all the right elements. It was on ciabatta bread and it was like just soft enough. It had turkey and like a lot of turkey. I hate the sandwiches that just jiff you on the turkey.
0: Amen. You know, just
2: enough cheese, right. some avocado and bacon. And it was like prime.
0: So where in Cape Cod was this for everyone who wants Hyannis, to? Hyannis. Okay. Ocean Ave. Ocean Ave.
2: If you're heading down to the ferry. It's right there. Right there. It's well worth whatever, $9, I think
0: it was. <laughs> Yeah, and probably extra at the Cape as right, well. Right, right. So That's is
1: your one. ciabatta number one bread?
0: You know, I think it's becoming. I actually just <laughs> yeah? had ciabatta, wow. I just it's had ciabatta upset. today. Nice. I'm still the baguette, I'm still on the baguette phase. Yeah. Baguettes are a little hard. I know, but I still like them.
1: <laughs> what about you, Dan? What
0: You disagree, you agree, what's a, what's a good sandwich? I, I know we agree on one that I called that I'm gonna talk about, but. I,
1: I disagree with you on the baguette, it's a little hard. <laughs> <laughs> for for my sandwich, I'm I'm gonna go. I like the blackened turkey, Ooh. like a little bit of spice to it. Yeah, pepper. Tea. Pro. I like the provolone cheese, lettuce, tomato, onion. Heavy on the mayo. Oh,
0: so you're a mayo guy. Oh. A I love the mayo. mayo. I'm a light mayo. Yeah. Heavy veggies, light mayo.
1: Light mayo. I like the olive oil mayo as Ooh. well. Nice little twist for you. Do,
0: when After you run the marathons, do you have these sandwiches? Or oh, is this...
1: I have everything. That's yeah. the best part about the marathon. You, <laughs> you lose like 3,000 calories.
0: You go to Jimmy you, John's and get like the oh, big turkey sandwich.
1: <laughs> oh, it's a bloodbath. It's so great. Right, that's as, as far as the bread, I have to think about it, but I like a good Sourdough, Ooh. sourdough solid. Yeah. San Franci- I will say when
0: I lived in San Francisco, the one of the things I do miss is the sourdough, the fresh sourdough bread. Oh,
1: nothing it was like so, it. You could get it anywhere. Yeah. How uh, about you, Bernie?
0: So I get made fun of this constantly my entire life about my favorite sandwich, but my favorite sandwich is just ham, cheese, and pickles. Really? <laughs> you no, know, you know, bear with me here. You do ham, cheese, pickle. Okay. And you either do a little bit of mayo, or you do a little bit of hummus with mustard, and I promise you, just give it a try. It's the best combination of a sandwich. And Dan, I think you have a little story of how I was right about this if you'd like to share it. I also have one about Lindsay's ham cheese pickles. <laughs> 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 I, uh, the funny story was I begged Dan to try the sandwich and now he's a converter of the ham cheese. I
1: can't get enough of it. (laughs) But Dan, I I even went to the Publix yesterday. I bought a pound of ham. I've got a huge jar of pickles in there. Just slapping together. It's really good. Get out there and try it.
0: And if anyone's from the main area, there's a, the sandwich shop, Amato's Italian Sandwich Shop. It's known in awesome. they have some in New Hampshire. There's a couple in Vermont, but if you go in there, get the regular original sandwich, but ask for the ham cheese and pickle and it'll change your life. <laughs> Speaking of this sandwich,
2: one time, Lindsay <laughs> and I were driving down, I think it was also to the Cape, and we stopped to get sandwiches. And a couple days later, I'm like, what is that smell in my car? <laughs> and there's that, Lindsay had lots of half did. of her sandwich <laughs> in my car, oh. and it was now a hundred-degree day, oh. like
0: just baked in my car. I was like, well, there's our ham cheese pickle. So, did did so you we, eat it? No. So with so, <laughs> what, well, had, so with that said, it took Sarah a long time to try the ham cheese and pickle but after it's good. that. But <laughs> good. No, so no, this was great. Dan, Love again, that. thank you so much for joining the podcast. I know you're busy and Really, truly good luck on the rest of your marathons and thank you for sharing your story.
1: Please, guys. It's the least I could do. I'm a huge fan of your podcast and I wish you guys all the best.
2: Thank you. Thanks, Dan. And for everyone listening, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Entry Level Podcast. Give us a rating and review on iTunes and uh, we'll start maybe calling out and featuring some of you on the show. Can't wait. Thanks, everyone. Thanks,
0: guys.